Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. We're back, Kenya. We are back. How are you, Will? Yes. I'm great. Guess what episode this is? Oh, this is kind of, this is big. We're out of the single digits. This is a milestone. This This is the one oh. The one zero. (laughs) Now we really need those applied. Yeah, well, (laughs) I will have them. They will be on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I found them. You found them. (laughs) So, yeah, no, this is huge. That's so fantastic. That means we've been at this. For 10 weeks of sharing. Wow. I know. When you put it like that, it's kind of wild. And, you know. So act I, like you're hearing applause in the background. Yeah. Right now. So like, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. no, it will be there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, this is awesome. I, I I think that's, I'm really excited. I love doing this. This is like a a, a cathartic moment of my week. Um, I have many cathartic moments, but this is this is one of the tops. So um, perfect, perfect. Yeah, no, I'm excited, and I hope that people are, you know, enjoying it as much as we are. And you know, if if people are loving it, particularly on iTunes, go ahead and review, send some reviews, and rate it. Right, right. Because you know, when you do those reviews, anything on iTunes, Amazon, that stuff, that that allows the search for it to pop up quicker exactly yeah yeah so so yep let us know if you uh are enjoying what you're getting and also let us know what other ideas for topics things that you want to hear and hear us talk about and um also we're going to be bringing some people on in the future Mm -hmm. and um in fact i was just talking to a, a, a person yesterday just trying to um book some time so We'll Wonderful. start having some some other folks. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, it's always nice when we can bring somebody, you know, in the mix and hear their stories so that, uh, you know, we can we can keep inspiring and and just so that you're not always just hearing from us. But, you know, there's some affirmations and validations when you get other people's stories told as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, today, um I'm actually going to talk about and dis- we're going to try to shed some more light on some things that I'm actually working on um, and actually not just mus- my music business, but other businesses that I'm involved in. Mm-hmm. And but it's very applicable to your music business and our current musical climate our industry climate. And it's marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you successfully market yourself and advertise? And what advertising platforms do you use, which are best for your style of music and all of that stuff? So we're going to start going into that today. Wow. All right. Roll up your sleeves. <laughs> Roll them up. <laughs> yeah. Marketing and advertising. Ah. So what would you say oh, uh, in terms of from just and let's, let's just use ourselves, I guess, um, mm-hmm. in terms of marketing, um, what would be the best uh, approach to marketing yourself? And then after that, what would you say with in terms of advertising? What what avenues would you use? Mm. So what have you used or how have you marketed yourself? Yeah, well, you know, this is I've had to do a lot of learning on, on this, obviously I don't come from a, you know, I don't, I think very few artists come from a marketing background. Um, so I think the way, you know, artists and singers and musicians particularly have to market themselves, um, nowadays, uh, it keeps changing kind of quickly <laughs> because mm-hmm. the market keeps, you know, the industry keeps changing, but, you know, I would say the biggest thing, and, and it, it's starting, I think, to feel so common that people maybe are getting numb to it, but it still is primary, is is branding and how that is like your first leg of, of even being able to market. Um, mm-hmm. And that that is a slow burn. 
Okay. And when I say that, you really have to build, build, and build. And I, I think in our microwave, quick, viral, everything buzz right now world, you know, we are, we are, um, we have to be careful understanding building because building is really what ultimately is going to allow the marketing to do what it needs to do. Um, yeah. So for myself, what I, you know, when I started, I guess in music, social media by was definitely not what it is right now at all. But I, in fact, you know, you are, you are from the moment that you start putting anything out in public, you are, you are starting to brand yourself. So for me, um, it was very organic. I just really was being very transparent, very honest about what it is, why I was doing music. And I, I told my story. Um, and I think that that's the biggest thing for marketing is you need to tell a story and um, your, your brand needs to be a, a nice representation of your story, but you also have to tell the story while you're, while you're marketing. And that can kind of right. feel a little abstract as a singer or as mm-hmm, a musician, mm-hmm. but believe it or not, you know, anytime you're posting anything or sharing anything, you know, you're, you're sharing a story. So I, I started off just, you know, it really was probably just a little bit of Facebook to friends and family, um, you know, letting them know right. what I was doing um, and really putting it out. I think I really made a mark to my friends and family. I, I did a blog post. I wrote a blog post. And um, at that mm. point, I think I had WordPress or I had some little blog, some little space where I could put my little blog. And I kind of announced, guess what, guys, I'm I'm going for music like I'm. I just enrolled in a class. And at that point I was still working my day job, but that was kind of what set it off because people, you know, and that's what I would encourage other musicians is you've got to start building your story. You've got to start thinking about your brand and, and understand that this is a process. Um, and so from there, you know, obviously it was a slow kind of, you know, build up. Once I did though, start, to really get confident and know that this is absolutely a hundred percent what I'm going to do. Um, I got more serious and I, you know, there's a lot that you have to do to, to get ready to be able to market yourselves. You've got to have incredible images. Um, we are an incredibly visual, um, society and we're getting even more so, um, and we are short, we are, we are uh, short attention visual, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> meaning, mm-hmm. meaning we scroll and look and like and move on, you know, but social media is a huge, obviously, you know, once you do get these, um, you know, your brand, your images, and I'm kind of just talking all over the place, but I, you know, once those things kind of come together, you know, your marketing plan really should be slow, build and strategic and um, strategic meaning anything you're posting now that's about your brand is not just willy nilly. Like it should be, it should, you should have a strategy in place and um, the platforms for advertising, you know, this brand for me, you know, obviously I think most independent artists, you know, social media tends to be the primary because it's free um, because you're, you know, you have followers, you kind of have an audience or at least you're trying to build an audience Um, Mm -hmm. of people. Um, And so, you know, I think that that is probably one of the most active platforms. I think also having your own website. I actually, this week for Creating Crimson, our Tuesday tip was top reasons why you, why musicians must have (laughs) a website and why it's so important. It's a huge platform for that. Um, So that's, that's important. And then, you know, within that website, you should be starting to create a a mailing list so that you're building a community of people around what you do. It's that fan list. It's that subscribers. It's, you know, so that you are, you know, preaching to the choir. You want to be able to preach to the choir. These are people who are already. And even if that choir is five people, that's okay because word of mouth is probably one of the best. (laughs) And -hmm. particularly for musicians, because when you hear a good song, we are very quick to, Hey, have you yes, Mm -hmm. we share, we share. And so I think that that is the one beauty of being a musician is that, um, music is usually, you know, three to five minutes. It doesn't take a lot of people's time. People can hear snippets and, 
and can kind of get a vibe. And so, you know, it, it, we can get your, it's not like a whole book, you know, a novel where you got to kind of read and try to understand, like it's, it's, you can get people's attention quickly. So, you know, it's about building these, these spaces where you're increasing your followers. That's your marketing strategy is to increase your visibility, increase those who are paying attention, following, um, and, you know, and then you're going to be advertising, obviously, online. Um, your show is a huge <laughs> platform for advertising yourself wherever you're performing. Yeah. So that in terms of advertising and marketing, um, I would say from what, what you just just laid out, uh, a lot of what you talked about was the organic side of uh, of creating followers, um, building your brand and uh, just, you know, just creating that that story and that presence uh, on virtually and in the in the real world, mm-hmm. because even, even in the real world, imagery is important because you're going to have posters and flyers and things like that. So um, digital um, images are, are important as well as the analog images. Right. So um, I would say that uh, creating that that email list is probably one of the first biggest steps um, to really building your your brand and building your following. And the way to do that, Ed, as you talked about, of course, is having a, a, an email grabber or something on your your website or wherever it is, even on your um, uh, Facebook or whatever social media platform. But the other way is to uh, have a, a sign up list that shows and having having the opportunity to capture people's emails um, virtually and and in live situations is is a big big aspect of building your business because what that does is it makes you in control of your business right. you're not beholden to social media or whatever distribution outlets to basically reach your your clients your customers and fans right you know you're following you you're in control of your following so right um i would i would say that that is pretty much and, and every marketer will tell you that is that your email list is is your your first um, thing you need to start building. Yeah. And, and that's, that's in terms of marketing um, that also helps you to understand who it is that likes your music. Right. Right. So you, once you, and and this is actually, um, I'm going to give you some, some other interesting tips. Once you have an email list, you can actually plug that email list into Facebook and actually get a picture of what type of audience you listens to your music. What are their interests? What are their likes? It, Cause um, you all know <laughs> Facebook <laughs> is the, is like a country. Yeah. There's, it's Facebook is bigger than China. <laughs> yeah. There's 2 billion people on Facebook yeah. and yeah. all of that data about people's likes, their interests, everything that's all captured on Facebook. Yeah. So what you can do is you can use your list to find out what it is that the people that listen to your music, what are they interested in? What do they do? Where you, where can you find them? Mm-hmm. And all of that information is available to you and you can really hone in and find all the, the fans that you need. Cause basically that person's there that with whatever thing event that this person on your list likes, guess what? There's somebody next to them that might also like your music. Right. And that's, you know, I will say what's nice about um, your streaming. Cause they're, they're kind of contributing to marketing as well. And your Amazons and stuff is they kind of do, and your, and your Pandora list and stuff, they're kind of doing this thing. If you like this, then you'll like that. And so that's, and so you, you know, sometimes you can start to populate, um, you know, they're, they're trying to, they're using people's interests to kind of figure out the music to be able to play and, you know, and, and who to, you know, I, I get found a lot by people telling me, oh, well, I heard, I was listening to this and then your song popped up and then it made me look into more of what you do and blah, blah, blah. Um, so those are some other kind of interesting, you know, platforms. I will say that I, I think that for, you know, artists, 
because we are artists typically first, um, it can, this gets really challenging, you know, looking at the analytics <laughs> and mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. into Facebook and trying to figure out, you know, well, where can I find? So I, you know, I think if you're into, um, if that, if that is something that is, you know, readily easily for you to do and you don't mind and it's easy for your brain to go there. Absolutely. Those who are a little bit more challenged with that and just like, can I just sing my song? You know, I would say at the very least what Will was saying with the, um, the email list, you know, get that, get that solid, you know, get that growing and, and be active you know, you have to, you can't get that and then never send anything to the email. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like you mm-hmm. have to, at that point, give your now people something. And that's, you know, that's the nice thing about newsletters or show announcements or just anything that you're kind of engaging those people who have subscribed. Um, one technique that I'm seeing more people do um, to kind of grab people to subscribe um, cause you know, technically it's illegal to just be putting people on your, right. <laughs> on your mailing yeah. list. Um, so one thing that people are doing is just sending out a regular email and announcing, Hey, I've got, you know, just doing a really cool regular email saying, I'm so excited. I have a new website or I just, you know, updated all this stuff on my site. It's got this brand new look. I so need to hear what your thoughts are on this. You know, I want you to be able to look at it and, you know, enjoy it. Tell me your thoughts, share, whatever. And then so they provide a link in this email. And so then you click that link. And what some people are doing now, you can't even look at that cool website unless you join. And so Mm -hmm. it kind of is a way to get people to to subscribe, you know, but it's got to be enticing. Like, you know, that email and this is part of that marketing strategy is, you know, it's got to be enticing enough and you've got to tell that story. Okay, so don't get all mm-hmm. into contrive, you know, get, come up with, you know, things that just sound, you know, flowery and great. But just tell your story. Just be you. Be honest. Say, you know what? I have really struggled with this. I've been nervous to even do this. You know, I, I'm private and I'm, you know, it's hard for me to do this, but I feel close enough to you that I want you to check out what I've been working on. And so that story alone makes people you know, you talked to, I think about this in the past, you know, marketing is about emotions. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, you know, you've got to, you got to connect, you got to connect with people and not that you're trying to necessarily manipulate people, because I think the beauty of what's happening now with so many things being online, people can actually be honest. And the more honest you are, honestly, that's what people, that's the more you're going to get attention because people, people really connect to that. And then that's a way to kind of get these automatic, you know, if I send that email out, maybe it's just to really, you know, to friends and family, and maybe there was 50 people, you know, you may get a strong 20, 25 people, at least half maybe um, to, to click on. And you've got, you've got those additional, or if you have a website, but you haven't really been that active and you knowing you need to grow your mailing list, send that email again and say, Hey guys, I've been totally out of touch, but I'm, you know, I'm trying to resurface. I'm working hard, you know, look at what I've been working on and, Mm -hmm. you know, provide that link. And then you make it so that when they click on, they have to subscribe to actually, you know, get in there. And a lot of the websites, you know, can set things up where you have to provide email in order to, you know, to get in. And and, and we're, we're harping on emails because there's a lot, because as you know, most people um, hold emails in a higher esteem mm-hmm. than any other type of communication. So if you have, you know, if you get a message on Facebook, that's that's one level of, of communication. If you get a tweet or something like that, that's another level. But an email sort of has this uh, this sort of higher level of, of communication. It's held in that, restein- that esteem. Right. And w- one of the things um, that you can do also to help build your list is do a survey yes. and uh, yes. survey monkey, you know, they have all these things that you can do surveys and then you get people's emails just off of the survey. Right. So uh, there, there's a lot of different ways, creative ways to get emails. Right. And, um, and, and the reason I'm, I'm so big now on, on, uh, on analytics and all these things. And I, I know that it may be a, out of the, the league of some people just getting started, but that's, that's why I think 
<laughs> that, that's why building your email list is important because it enables you to move to that next phase. Right. So right. It, it, you know, in, in your marketing. So, but this the higher level marketing is is basically using the resources that uh, that Facebook has and Google. Google has a lot of uh, great resources, um, and you know, you can dig into that. Go go to YouTube and do a bunch of videos on on Google marketing. Uh, you know, S- SEO stuff and um, how to look at Google Analytics and AdWords and all that. You can learn about all that stuff online. Um, but I, but I would say uh, at this stage of the game, I would focus uh, heavily on Facebook because of the data that they have. Um, yeah, Facebook is a little. It can get a little tricky because for that. For that fan page, you, you, you usually have your personal page. And then if you're an artist or a business or whatever, you have your musician page um, or your fan page or whatever. But the way that they have now built the, the those pages um, that are not personal, they've really made it a system where you've got to you got to pay into it. You've got to have some sponsored um, ads before it's really getting into mm-hmm. people's feeds. And I know a lot of artists, you know, I will say this in my, in my frank opinion for musicians, I think Facebook is probably the hardest social medium to use, to be honest. Right. right. Um, I think that Twitter and Instagram serve much better in terms of building your brand and building your, the awareness of who you are because they don't have those same type of algorithms. Um, I do think that Facebook, if you've been using it for a long time and you've been using your personal page to promote your brand as an artist, then you probably are going to have better success um, than just starting a brand new fan page and trying to build that up. Um, You're going to have to have um, a budget, uh, for marketing. And then you're absolutely going to need some analytical information because you're going to need to know who to target the ads toward to find the people who listen to your type of music, which there that's when that email list that you mentioned can become a really good, um, factor. So Facebook gets, gets a little bit more complicated, I think, um, for musicians. Yeah, I, I, I totally hear you. And, and I, I'm yeah. actually, uh, I, I want us to, to go into that, um, yeah. on what the, the, the best platforms are for musicians to market on. Um, the, the only reason, um, I'm, I've harped on Facebook <laughs> during this thing <laughs> is because of the data. And yeah. what, what you can do yeah. is, is, uh, you, you don't even have to pay for this data, which is what I, which is, what is great. What you can do is just create your page Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and get your whole business account set up and everything. And, and, uh, and what you can do is, is upload your email list into Facebook and to, for, to That's create a new an one ad. for me. So I'm excited to hear that. Cause I'm going to do that. Yeah. I don't think yeah, I realized that. Okay. I know. I, I learned about it, uh, uh, last week as well. Okay. Um, but you can just basically, you'll, you can find all the, the aggregate information about your, your fans, Right. What are they into? So what are the other things that they're into? Do they like cooking, baking? What, you know, what TV shows do they like? Uh, you know, what events to other events do they go to? You know, um, that, t- that type of data is like really important. They're, they're buying behavior right. on, on, on Facebook. Do, do they click shop, shop now buttons or. Now, so once you, you have know, that data, then what though? Like if I know that, okay. you know, yeah, then what? So, so then, then what you can do. Um, is based. So let's, let's say for instance, uh, and, and this, this is going into what I want to talk about, um, uh, further, but we can go, go into it now is when you find, um, some inf- information about some of your fans, you can find out, uh, what things that align with your music. So you want to market, you, you want to build your brand around something that, that's, uh, that people can, can relate to and, or that's, you know, that they're used to. So let's say you do, um, country music and a lot of your songs are about, uh, you, you have a, a dog that's your best friend and a lot of songs about how your dog calms you or brings you through some stuff and whatever. Mm-hmm. You can align that with some, some pet products mm-hmm. <laughs> basically or <laughs> pet stores or pet mm-hmm. events mm-hmm. or, or, you know, other things around pets mm-hmm. and, then you can find people that really might like your songs because they have to do with your pet mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll really uh, you'll build a community around your music because they really like what you're talking about. 
And, right. And that's the okay. type of that's that's I, how you use that information. Yeah. No, I think that's that's great. I think another way, a, a kind of similar to that, is back to kind of artists who are like you. In other words, if there's a way for you to find out and just kind of, you know, look at, all right, we upload our email list. Look at then what are the other types of artists and who, you know, because a lot of times people, when they listen to music, while some people are all over the place, most people stick to a certain brand of music or a certain genre or certain few genres or, you know, there's a certain sound that they kind of, you know, linger to. And so it may help to align you up, for instance, um, you know, if if it looks like m- most of the people who um, are on part of my mailing list also listen to Charday, also listen mm-hmm. to Anita Baker, also listen to Lettucey, then I can start tapping into those fans who listen to Charday, Lettucey, and Anita Baker because they, since you know, it may not those people are already on my list, but the new people, if I'm trying to attract people who are not on my list, I know that I should be able to align myself with those people who listen to Charday or those people who listen to these other acts um, because they're probably going to click into my music quicker than the person who listens to you know, the country music or the dog song or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. so when I'm setting up, when I do set up my ads on Facebook, when I do have a little bit of a budget and I do allow myself a max amount per month um, that I will do ads on Facebook. Um, I haven't used it in a minute because I haven't had anything major enough that I felt like I wanted to, 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 to pay for. But if I have a, a big event or a big show and it's ticket based and I really need people to buy tickets or I really need people to tap into what I'm doing or have a new project, new album or something like that, then I'll do some more sponsored ads. And what you can do is then you can start targeting people who listen to people who like people who blah, blah, blah. And then yes, hopefully you start, you know, pulling in people. And then, you know, if this becomes really heady, um, you know, you may kind of think about a budget. I did when I, when I first started really getting serious about trying to build my social media presence, I did hire someone to come in and do everything that Will is saying, you mm-hmm. know, and have them really not, not everything that you're saying, but to really handle more of the social media, to build up my followers based on, um, my genre and who I am and who would connect with that brand and that person, she did both my, she did um, Facebook and Twitter for me at that time to build it up and then eventually did Instagram. And then once we kind of spent some time with that, we were able to see which ones were sticking, like which people were really following back or which people were really. And, you know, I found that when I had the person assisting me, what was the best use was Twitter. She was able to build that up. I think the quickest for me, um, Mm -hmm. And then Instagram, Instagram was kind of second. And then Facebook is, is always been the slower for me, at least. Now, I do now have over 8,000 um, followers on my fan page. Um, I started that fan page, I want to say I started in 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. So we've probably got about a six-year, you know, right, so a little right, over 1,000 people per year. So this yeah. wasn't a this wasn't a quick fix is kind of what I'm getting to. You know, this was, you know, a slow kind of roll. And now I don't have to, I get people liking that my page daily. I have no idea where these people are coming from because right. I honestly well, it, do not do any ads or anything like that. But they are just getting on. shared. Yeah, I mean, people are sharing. Shared. And, that, and that's what yeah. happened Once success breeds success. So once you start having uh, start building a momentum, that momentum carries you forward. And yeah. the 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 one thing um and I, I guess you can start. I can challenge you to start doing this now with with your your business. Is uh is is finding those other data points and not because as as musicians as artists we always think about music and and artists in terms of what we're doing in, in terms of our marketing in terms of all these other things. Get outside of that. Think yeah. in terms of of lifestyle. Think in terms yeah. of of habits, behaviors, activities, and not just uh what artist do I sound like? I mean, that's, that's helpful for yeah. other people. Um, yeah. Definitely use that, but also what are people doing that the people that listen to my music, what are they doing and what are they right. like? What are the things that right. they like? And right. so that, that can help you find them more, more quickly. That can help you get a, a, a better cust better fan for your music, you know, and you can help right. and you can reach them and better serve them in terms of your marketing. So one, one quick idea if you find that a lot of people that listen to your music love the outdoors, 
Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Have an outdoor concert. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. it's like right. the, those are the types of type of things you need to associate and uh, and and build together in terms of, of branding and marketing what you're doing. Um, right. If a lot of people that love your music love coffee, well, go play in coffee shops. Right. You know, um, these these right. are things that you can do that can really um, focus your your not just your advertising but even your performances. You know, all of, right. all of your events, the things that you're trying to, the bookings that you're trying to get, you should search out bookings in certain areas based on the data and the information that you get from your email list. So that's why I right. think it's it's so powerful that Facebook has that, that you can, yeah. and, and they have so much data. That, that's why I'm harping on this no, so much. No, they do. They do have a ton of data. And I, I was going to say that in terms of data, and you know, Facebook now owns, I want to say Instagram or something now. So they, exactly. Instagram is trying exactly. to kind of put in some of those same small, but you know, some of those same kind of analytics so that you can now do, you know, promoted ads. You can kind of look at the data a little bit more. What's, what's going on with that. This is the future. Um, this, this is basically the future. Yeah, of no, it is. Uh, it is. The, your, I was about to fans. say, it is definitely the future of advertising. And when we're talking about music as a business, um, and when we're talking about what you are needing to do to think about your music career business wise, you're going to absolutely need this component. Now, if this is something that you know is out of your scope um, and you're really being challenged from it, then, you know, I think it's important to seek assistance with that because um, that can get overwhelming and it can also get, you know, I've seen a lot of artists get very discouraged and kind of decide that their art is not, you know, they just give Mm -hmm. up on the whole thing. They give up on the art and everything. So I do, I do think, you know, maybe call me old school, but I, I, I really do think that, you know, we have to remember who you are first so that you can um, allow, you know, allow the growth, allow the patience, um, allow the development, um, definitely get curious and, you know, begin to at least have an understanding of how these things can be used mm-hmm. so that like Will is saying, you know, at least have, you know, have this knowledge and, and have these tools and have access and, and be aware so that when it's time, you know, to push it or when you need to have somebody help you, you are at least clear on what it is. You know, I, I also think, you know, as musicians, I know I'm going through a bit of this is, you know, we have seasons, you know, we're moody people. (laughs) (laughs) I know I am. And so I have to kind of, I, I really, I have to, um, I have to be careful how much business hat versus how much artist hat like that. It's, I, it's a really delicate balance. I think it is for a lot of artists because you can get burnt out on either side pretty quick. And so, um, you know, I try to keep myself aware, but I don't try, this goes back to, I think in some previous podcasts, I talked about, I'm not the girl who clips a bunch of coupons and then I'm going to the store and cause I got all these coupons. I'm not that girl. I'm the yeah, girl yeah. that, what, what is it that I need? You know, let me really think about what I need and then let me sit down and use these tools. Let me educate myself. So I'm aware that these things exist, but you know, one you don't thing have you to be the be... one doing it. You just right. have to be, know about it and you know can hire the it. people that know how to do it and, right. and make it happen. And I, I, and I totally you... agree with that. Yeah. If you don't have the budget to hire, cause I know sometimes people get intimidated when they hear hire, um, you know, hire is, I, if a very good, um, friend, she's also, um, a consulting coach for creating Crimson. Um, Stephanie Heron, whose artist name is Nia. Um, Nia Land is her brand, but she also is more than that. She is a graphic designer. She is a website builder. She does music production. Um, I mean, she's amazing. I've never met. I mean, she's, she's insane. She's got talents all over the place. But one of the things she's just started, she's really just gone really gung-ho with her business. It's called Go Dream Loud. Um, and you know, go dream loud does, it is like this comprehensive service, um, that really, honestly, she can assist you from the point of building that website, getting those graphics, getting that going to the point of going in the studio, getting songs done. So she's, you know, really, really flexible. But one of the things she just, um, announced on social media is, you know, I'm looking for interns and I'm looking for people who are, you know, eager and interested and curious and, you know, want to get out here and learn and, you know, help and whatever. So when you think of hire, particularly in the days of day of technology, where there are so many people who 
are of an age where they're not paying mortgages. You know, they just they just love technology, i.e. college, i.e. high school. You know, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. some things you can get people doing um, without paying grand salaries, you know, for this force to come in and be your whatever. It may just mean that there's a little bit of a data collection that needs to happen that's pretty simple. You just need somebody who's, you know, technology savvy or who you know can who who can utilize that um so just when we say hire you know yes you can go from those people who you know are very very you know versed in this and expertise their expertise is high and you know they charge a nice amount but it can be a little bit more basic as well and um so don't be intimidated by the word hire because that can mean yeah it, it, it can, yeah, it could also mean, you know, just getting an intern or going to Fiverr, you know, getting a virtual yeah. assistant or something like that. But yeah. I, I, I want to sort of encapsulate a lot of what we talked about. Um, right. There's the beginner level, the intermediate level and the advanced level of marketing and advertising. That beginner level is what you just talked about in that the first mm-hmm. part, which is basically uh, letting your, your family know, sending emails out to people, you know, um, mm-hmm. building a website uh, start with your e- building your email list that's and putting a list out at shows a sign up list at shows you know that's that's like the beginner level of right. starting your whole your whole advertising marketing business of, for for your for your music the next level the the intermediate level would be i would say at at the very least um just entering that email list into your mm-hmm. facebook page uh ad account and getting mm-hmm. that data Mm-hmm. Um, now you don't have to know how to use it or anything <laughs> just get else. The just get just the data. Get the data. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. get it. Keep building your list and get the data, uh, build your Facebook page, build your Twitter page, your Instagram. And, and if you're a visual band, get a Pinterest page. Um, you know, just basically start building up your social media presence and get your social media data, get as much information as you can. Um, not that, like I said, you don't know how, have to know how to use it, but just get it. And then and can, can I stop you for just one minute with the build your, cause I hear people say this a lot, just build your, build your Facebook, build your Instagram. And so many people are like, but how do I build? <laughs> uh-huh. A lot of people don't understand. What does build mean? It's step how by step. How do we build? It's getting um, that likes. That may be a separate podcast, but, but getting, yeah. how do I get likes? Okay. Well, getting likes is by being in his, his uh, in your shows, in your e- in your emails. Uh, simply ask people to like your page. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very simple. Just ask, and that they call it in the in the industry call to action. You basically call people to act on your your page on your social media um, uh, pages, and you just ask people to like it. Now. Uh, now there's more to that though. I mean, I yeah, I think you're correct with that, but I think that the point I'm trying to get to in, in terms of build and this is so important. So I want to I want to hone on because this is a space that I really Well, have you're to good do. at this. You got well, you that's got what I said. you got this. <laughs> no, but this is no, but but I want to share what I did to kind of get it go- going. And and I still am, you know, I'm I'm kind of a little on pause, so I'm not really being as aggressive, but you know, you have to post and you have to be, you have to put yourself out there. Exactly. It cannot just be come like my page. For what? Why? I don't care. You need to be posting and you need to be, and particularly with your Instagrams and your, um, even with your Facebook, if it's a personal page that you're, you know, I a lot of times tell artists, go ahead and use that personal page because you're going to get in people's feeds quicker. Um, and it's no cost and just, you know, you, you need to understand that social media is going to have to shift for you as an artist, meaning, you know, you can't just be talking about, you know, that person's breath that was sitting next to you. Like, I mean, you've got to now understand yeah. the scope at which, you know, cause you're building your brand. At yeah. This don't point. just post anything. Right. It cannot just be posting anything that has to be, it has to be incredibly strategic and it has to be very, very visually appealing and interesting and succinct. That's how you build. That's how you and you and, and Instagram the and and particular and Twitter Twitter kind of started this, but Instagram has taken this over the the hashtag world. By hashtagging, that is how you. I I promise you, that is how you get new people. Right. Because when you hashtag something, what happens is is that hashtag automatically creates a trending format. So it allows people. If I go into Instagram and search hashtag artist. 
it will then show me all the posts that put artists on it. And you will therefore then get in my feed. So a lot of times, you know, you need to hashtag the mess out of stuff because what's going to happen is you're going to now get the attention. And what the hashtagging starts to become your way of the, when you were talking about those interests, mm-hmm. like hashtag dog food. Well, all of a sudden now I got dog food people coming looking at my post. I, I have had Eckhart Tolle, who Eckhart Tolle, if you don't know who that is, mm-hmm. Eckhart Tolle is like the leader. He's the guru amongst the whole holistic healing, self help, new healing. age, yeah, self help. Yeah. Oprah always talks. They had whole Eckhart Tolle. Well, Eckhart Tolle, every time I put Super Soul Sundays as what as a hashtag, he comes and or whoever's controlling his thing comes and likes my stuff. So and your but I, and your music and then this is a key thing for people to understand is that your music fits that demographic right exactly the people that and, that watch Oprah right uh, will totally listen to your music exactly so this is what I mean by kind of you know outside of Facebook there's another way to generate that and because I also during the week when I'm posting I'm always posting positive uplifting kind of holistic. Exactly types of things. And so if you start catching on to me on Instagram, just by my regular posts, when I put that show out there, Oh, now you're, I'm already in your sphere, you know? So I've yep. already been kind of following cause you were, t- you know, I did a post, I've been really trying to get a little bit more conscious with my health, um, physical health and all of this. And I've always been pretty conscious about it, but I'm, I'm kind of going to another level with it. I'm doing meal prepping and I've been posting pictures of, you know, which mm-hmm. it, this is really crazy and weird. And I might have yet another business. Don't got nothing to do with music. But anyway, I really love to meal prep. I love to cook for the week and set things up. And so I was like, this is so colorful and pretty. All my vegetables and fruits. And, you mm-hmm. know, so I hear I'm going to take a picture and it lit up on Instagram. And I was like, this don't have nothing to do with music. But what was cool about it was now I've got this whole group of people who are like, now, who is this Kenya? Who, who, what does she do? What, what does she do? And so Instagram is really cool that way. So I, I, when you talk about which platform, if we get to the, if we're trying to get that, I know we're going to have to wrap it up. This is a long podcast. Um, is it's good though. Insta- it's good stuff. to me. Yeah. To me, Instagram is, that's where I love right now. I feel like I'm getting more newer followers. I think when I'm trying to preach to the choir, that's when I go to Facebook, meaning those who I already know who are kind of locked in and I need to, let them know about different things or whatever. You know, I think Facebook is good for that. But if I'm trying to kind of go a little bit beyond and I'm trying to like what you said, trying to get those people who like Oprah, who therefore will like my, who I am, Instagram and Twitter, mostly Instagram. Um, my Twitter is definitely getting more active, um, both creating crimson wise, as well as music wise. Um, I do think Twitter is nice for musicians. It's a really easy, quick way to share collab. I get, I get requests often um, to do collaborations. The other nice thing about Twitter is that radio stations um, can easily tweet you and the link to the, when they're playing your song. So what happens, what, what makes Twitter really cool for me, because I do have stuff that's played on a lot of online radio programs. They will tweet, they will tweet me when they're playing it. So this allows me to retweet it and get people to one, listen to their radio station two listen to me, and it's immediate. And so, um, you know, I, I like Twitter for that kind of um, building community amongst other musicians, as well as getting people to tap into actually listening Music industry and hearing. Folks, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, real, real quick, before, so before we run out of too much time, um, mm-hmm. I, I want to address uh, two things. One is uh, what's the bl- best platform you feel for musicians and artists? And two, mm-hmm. um, radio getting played on radio. Uh, we're, we're not, we're not going to spend time. We can't spend too much time. On we're that doing another we're, we're, podcast we gotta do on another radio. Podcast, we got to do a whole separate podcast. <laughs> I want to, I want to mention that as part of yeah. your advertising strategy. And, and, uh, yeah. but, but what, what platform do you think is the best for musicians? I, I already know my answer, but what's, what's yours? Well, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with this and say, it depends. I, I'm sorry. I hate to okay. say that, but gotcha. I do think because it does, I think if you are a younger, more popular um, genre pop, you know, hip hop, whatever. Um, I think Instagram or Twitter. Um, yeah. I think 
you know, if you have a, a an older demographic, because you got to think about the people who use these platforms. Yep. Okay. So your people who are listening to hip hop and pop and younger, whatever demographic type of music, they're they're not using Facebook. So going on Facebook to try to find those people is going to be a much tougher job than getting on Twitter and particularly Instagram and Snapchat. That's where that demographic is, is mm-hmm. living. Um, for me personally, I kind of, I'm in the older, the more mature adult. Um, so I would say that, um, you know, Facebook still does fairly well for me, but Instagram for me is what I enjoy using mm-hmm. more. And I do feel like um, I am getting the awareness of newer fans. So like gotcha. I had just said before, it, it kind of depends on where you're after and where you've been building. I built really hard on Facebook. So um, people know me as artists on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I don't even have to use my fan. I really only use my fan page to, to try to you know grab those people who have liked the page who are not in my circle. Right. Um, but Instagram is what I enjoy. Um, and I, and, and, um, I've been enjoying because I also don't have to, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have to spend as much time engaging Facebook. You got to be willing to talk to everybody or they, they're not going to pay attention to you. I mean, right, it's right, really right. a very social, um, medium and, um, that wears me thin a little bit at times, but Instagram, I don't have to be as, as engaging. Yeah. I, I think Twitter is the best platform yeah. to get started in terms of, uh, building your followers and also interfacing with mu- music industry people. Um, mm. I think if if you're an artist and a, or a musician, you just need to be on Twitter like yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's how you can get um, your music organically put into playlists. Yes. yes. Uh, people can really yes. find you, and yep. that's that's where you should get started. Um, but I definitely think Facebook is is should is is a huge part of your marketing strategy. Um, yeah. Instagram, I think is, is they're part of Facebook, so uh, it's it's just the same. <laughs> they thing. all kind of serve. They all serve different purposes, I, and yeah, you kind of and that's this is why you have to really sit down and look yeah. at what's going on with you. What you just said about Twitter and getting on playlists critical. Like if yes. you want to have your song played on online radio, you need to be on Twitter quick and fast. Yes, because this is how they're finding their artists is That's getting it. on Twitter. That's so you you got to be you got to you got to a lot of people don't like Twitter. Um, I hear people complain the most about Twitter. And that's because Twitter is not engaging like that. It right. is purely informational. <laughs> yep. It is purely this is what's happening. Check, check it out. That's all mm-hmm. it is. It's not, I want to know what you ate. I don't know what, how you, I don't want to know any of that. Okay. That's not what Twitter is. So that's what the function is for that. Facebook is what'd your mama do? Why'd your mama do it? Does she really like it? Like it's a very, so, so it has the analytics. So that's wonderful and awesome. You can kind of figure it. That's why you can find out what dog food people buy right. because that's what people talk about on Facebook. Okay. So it's incredibly in that space. If you're comfortable with that, if you love to engage people, you like posing questions every day, Facebook is your, is your, is your thing. Okay. Cause people will engage in that all day. Instagram is visual. It's if you know that you've got some cool shots and right, you've got right. some hashtags and you're trying to get some other people just to pay attention to your brand, ding, 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 brand Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instagram is what's going to set up your brand. Your whole, all the pictures you ever post are boom right there. And it automatically sets a collage of your brand. And so I get a lot of people dope page, dope, you know, or whatever, cool page. Mm -hmm, Ooh, mm -hmm. wow. Look at that. And that's kind of the point of Instagram is to give you a more, you know, it's a brand driven, I think, um, for things. So they all serve kind of different purposes. You have to sit down, be honest, figure out, and also think about what you actually enjoy. If you... Hate yeah. it, you're not going to do it. That's the thing. You're not going to engage in it. And now we're that's that's where hiring somebody, <laughs> or or bartering maybe, or you yeah, know just just yeah. do what you can to to, to build your team uh, yeah. of people to help you out. And that's that's all part of part of the deal. Um, so we we will definitely do another episode on radio advertising because that's yes. a key part of your your marketing advertising strategy. But yes. um, I want to also say that uh that just just really um building your business you at some point you're going to have to do paid advertising and you need to it was going back to what we talked about with budgeting of of really building in terms of building your business making a plan for your business you need to include marketing and advertising in that part in that plan and uh as a budget and you want to want want to spend 
a certain amount of money each month as, as right. part of your advertising budget. So, right. um, right. I, you know, if I, if, if it's a uh, hundred dollars a week, uh, 50, whatever you can do, you can start scaling up. But if, right. if it's just $20 a month, then do it. Just get started. Right. Cause that, that will totally increase the traffic to your site, to your page. It'll help yep. you get, and people will yep. start There's, sharing organically absolutely. your stuff. Yeah. So. You have to invest and we can, you know, in our, in a future podcast, we can talk because I know a lot of times people have questions, obvious, you know, questions about, well, how much do you invest? If you don't want to wait until the next podcast, and you're wondering, well, I need to know this now. You can always, always, always contact us. Yep. Um, you can set up a, we can do a whole full, you know, session, you know, uh, coaching session with you, or, you know, I'm offering right now free 30 minute consultations um, just to kind of, you know, talk, talk briefly about what creating crimson's coaching does um and then what you know what's going on with you um so the one-on-one coaching obviously will here has a plethora of information if you're really wanting to dig more into the analytics and understanding that you know he's available as well to do coaching sessions with so um you don't have to wait for the next podcast you can always contact info at creatingcrimson.com or just go to creatingcrimson.com website um, or you can contact um, Will at going to DR. DRW oh, Smith. You go, I was you about to say it. that. You I almost got, got it. DRW Smith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com. B-I-Z. Right. And um, you can also go to his website, makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com to, you know, if you want to directly just kind of find out more about what he's doing, what he has to offer. So. Perfect. Yeah. And we, we have all this at the, at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know we're, we're repeating ourselves, but yeah, no, definitely though. We want to hear from you. I think it's just really important. Um, so that's why I'm reiterating it, but perfect. another good talk, another good talk. Great. I mean, I, I didn't think we'd be, this is one of our longer sessions. We really got deep into this one. This is good. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah, Good. yeah. We got deep, so that's. Ho- hopefully, this was is useful for you all, and uh, um, and definitely uh, listen to the the upcoming podcast because I, I really think this is bit a big part of your business, and um, yeah. and and everybody will will benefit and start growing after this. So, but great. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys for joining us for our tenth episode. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creating crimson.com or DRW Smith at making money in the music biz, biz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with creating crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith.com at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.